0: Do you remember your first year in business as a photographer? Maybe you're in it right now. I remember my first year of photography business like it was yesterday. I made so, so, so many mistakes, but of course I also learned a lot. If I could go back and do things differently, here are the five things that I would focus on. Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn, and on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Hi, y'all. I'm Tavia, and I help photographers learn how to specialize and get fully booked with ideal clients so they can go full-time. I do this with my birth photography certification and my three-step marketing method so that you can get fully booked without discounting your prices. Before we get into the episode, I really want to share with you a cool experience that I had. So the coaching group that I am a part of as a student had their first in-person retreat since before COVID. And it was incredible to be in a room with people again, like the energy is just unmatched. And it took the pandemic and me missing in-person events for so long to realize that virtual stuff just isn't the same. Like I know people want it to be the same and they do a lot of things to try to make it the same, but there's really nothing like being in person. And what's funny about this retreat is we didn't talk about any business or marketing strategy. It was all the mindset shifts and beliefs it takes to hit your next level in business. And I think for a lot of photographers who have been in business for two to five years, you know what to do. Like, you know, when you're bringing the strategy and the marketing things that you need to do, right? You know, the moves you need to make, So what's holding you back from doing the things that you know will make the difference in your business? And that's a question that I hope that you will sit with. Like if you have the knowledge, what is it that is keeping you from actually um, doing the things that you know are going to make the difference in your business? So I thought it was really interesting that we all got together for our very first conference in a long time. We didn't even talk any business or marketing strategy, but it was exactly what all of us needed. If you want to have like an in-person event, if you're like, I am craving that I am missing that. Well, you shoot me a DM on Instagram because I am halfway thinking about hosting an event in Oklahoma city for birth and baby photographers. And I would love to hear from you. Shoot me a DM and just say event in the caption. If that's something that you're interested in. So my goal in this episode is to share what I wish I did differently my first year in my photography business so that you can learn from that yourself and hopefully see where you might be making the same mistakes in your own business right now. It's always my hope that this show is an accelerator for you And your business. So it doesn't take you a year or two or 10 to learn from these mistakes. It can take you just 30 minutes and one podcast episode if you actually listen and apply it, right? So before we get into the mistakes that I'm going to share with you, and there are five of them, I want to say that ultimately I'm glad everything in my life and business happened the way that it did and the way that it has. Yes, I experienced some sucky things along the way, but sometimes that's what it takes for us to get to our goals and our dreams, right? I always think Kelly Clarkson, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I can't help but like sing that in my head when I say it, but it's so true. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Like when we go through these struggles, they do make us stronger and we learn lessons that serve us later in life. So the first thing I wish I did differently my first year in business. I wished I believed in myself. I wish that I believed in myself. I dabbled in photography for years because I didn't think it was actually possible to make a full-time income with photography. And most likely, like you, I loved it. But people were paying me $50 and $100 here and there for sessions. And I honestly never thought it was something that could blossom into what it has today. If I'd known someone who made it their full-time income or knew that I could make $20,000 a month with photography, which was like mind-blowing for me to even consider. Like I didn't even know that was in the realm of possibility. And if I had known that or known somebody who had done that, I would have shown up a lot differently for myself in that first year in business. I remember meeting new people the first year in my business, and when they asked what I did, I would say, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I wouldn't even say I was a photographer like out loud. I felt like a fraud. I didn't believe in myself. And maybe you can relate to that. Maybe you're not ready to tell people that you're a photographer. You feel like you're not good enough yet. And the truth is, I don't know what I was waiting for. The truth is, if you take photos, you have permission to call yourself a photographer. Not that you need my permission, but you have permission to call yourself a photographer our wedding photographers did family photos for us a couple of years after we got married. And I had started my photography business at the time. I was like a new baby photographer. And we went in and we chatted with him and caught up. And after we left, my husband said, why didn't you tell them that you're a photographer now? And I remember thinking, there's no way I could tell them I'm a photographer. Like I'm not really a photographer. Like I just sometimes take photos of people. I'm not really a photographer. And I realized like, what does that even mean? Like what makes someone really a photographer or not? So Fast forward a couple of years, and the first time I told someone I was a photographer was in 2012, and it was actually at CrossFit, and after a workout, I met someone new, and he said, what do you do? And instead of going to my normal, I'm a stay-at-home mom, I said, I'm a photographer, And what ended up happening as a result of that conversation led to a friendship with a different photographer in town that I still have to this day. She and I even share our studio together. So all of that happened because I like went out on a limb and decided to tell someone I'm a photographer instead of saying I'm a stay at home mom. So if you're dabbling if you're dabbling in photography right now, if you don't really truly believe in yourself and you see other people doing big things and you see other people hitting 10, 10K, 20K plus months and you think like that's cool for them, but I don't think that's possible for me. If you have big dreams and you're playing small, I want to know what is stopping you from believing in yourself and going for your dreams. Maybe making $5,000 a month would be a dream come true for you. Or maybe getting paid more than $100 for your next session would be a dream come true. Or maybe you want to leave your full-time job or retire a spouse with your photography business too, like I did in 2018. I want you to identify those big goals and dreams that you have and don't let any circumstances hold you back. Because the truth is the only thing that's holding you back is you. The only thing holding you back is you. Because if a homeschool mom from Oklahoma who was homeschooled and homeschools her kids can grow her photography business to this level to retire her spouse, there's no reason why you can't do that too. So when I'm saying these things, I want you to ask yourself, what dream have I been stifling? What dream do I have tucked down that I haven't really told anyone because it feels crazy? There's a reason at the end of every episode of this podcast, I say, if you have a passion, it's there for a reason. You were made to follow that passion. I say that at the end of every single episode because I fully wholeheartedly believe that when something keeps popping up in your brain, it's not an accident. Don't wait months or years or get to the end of your life and decide that you want to pursue the passion that you have because the time is now. So what is it for you? What is that thing for you? Okay, so for the second um, mistake that I made in my photography business in the first year, I wanna get into more marketing strategy that I wish I had done my first year in business, okay? So picture this. Some of you probably weren't even alive, but picture this, okay? It's 2010 on a Facebook business page, and your posts are easily being seen by hundreds or thousands of people that you don't know. You're getting lots of inquiries from your posts, and if we're honest, they're kind of mediocre posts, and you're able to say things like, this family is so beautiful. And then people are like DMing you about booking a session. Like it's so easy. And that was the life in 2010 on Facebook. But fast forward a few years and Facebook starts to stifle your post reach. Your posts are being seen by 10% of the people that they were a few years earlier. You worked so hard to build your Facebook fan page. And now they're not even seeing your posts. Like super, super frustrating, right? It was. And when I look back, I wish I'd done this one thing differently. I wish that I had started my email list. I wish I had started my email list back then. Because if I had been collecting email addresses back then, it would have been so much easier to stay in contact with the people who liked my work and with the people who wanted to book with me. I am willing to bet if you've ever listened to this show before, this isn't the first time that you've heard me talk about email lists. I'm also willing to bet you're thinking one of a couple of different things right now. You might be thinking, my business isn't ready for an email list. Like I'm not there yet. And that is exactly why I'm telling you this is something I wish I had done right away from the beginning in my business. It really can be as simple as collecting email addresses on a form on your website. Like, do not overcomplicate this. There are people who want to hear from you, and you are not being annoying. Another group of you might be thinking, okay, I've started an email list, but I don't email them regularly, and I'm not intentionally growing the list of people. And I'm willing to bet not many of photographers in your area are doing email marketing well. So there's huge opportunity for you here. So here's one thing I want you to consider on this topic of email marketing, knowing that this is something that I wish I had done sooner. If social media deleted your accounts tomorrow and you lost every single person that's currently following you, where would your business be? Where would your business be? Hey, are you struggling to get booked? If so, friend, you are not alone. A lot of photographers struggle with getting quality bookings from ideal clients, and it's usually because they don't have a marketing system in place. That's why I'm excited to offer this free training that's going to show you how to get fully booked without discounting your prices. If you're a birth or baby photographer, head over to getbirthphotographyclients.com to sign up for this free training. Imagine having a calendar full of clients that are excited to work with you. Picture yourself turning away business because you're too busy. It's not a dream. It can be your reality. If you join us for this free training, master the three critical ingredients every photographer needs to go from no bookings to fully booked. Head over to (laughs) getbirthphotographyclients.com. The next thing I wish I did differently my first year in business is I wish I didn't let other people's opinions control me. I've been listening to Jennifer Allwood's book on Audible called Fear Is Not the Boss of You. And I'm only a couple of chapters in, but I'm loving it and recommend it. And in the book, she talks about people who are super responsible people, or she calls them SRPs. And I so see myself as an SRP, a super responsible person. And in the book, Jennifer says SRPs are people who do the right thing because it's the right and responsible thing to do. Like that's why they do it because it's the quote, right and responsible thing to do. SRPs don't typically question the norm. They follow the shoulds. Can you relate to that? I totally can. Chances are SRPs went to college because they were supposed to, even if you weren't sure why you were going, like literally just because you, quote, should. SRPs likely fall into the traditional mold of go to college, get married, get a job, have babies, and retire at 65. And myself and my family were definitely headed there ourselves. If you want to be liked, if you want people to approve of you, and if you want people to tell you how great your work is, you're likely letting other people's opinions control you. Zero shame about that because I still fall into that trap often. But I wish that after I believed fully in my abilities to make a full-time income with photography, that I then stopped letting other people's opinions control me and the actions that I took. My family's well-intentioned opinions, Facebook friends' opinions, real-life friends' opinions, strangers' comments on my blog or social media posts or TikTok Live. Like, for me, the only opinion that matters is God's. And when I stepped into that power, when I stepped into His power, like, literally magical things started happening for me and my business because that was the opinion that I cared about and still care about even up until recently, I wouldn't tell people I was a birth photographer. I'd say I'm a photographer or a baby photographer because I thought people would think it was weird or gross. And I don't always feel like explaining birth photography if I'm honest. (laughs) But then I recognized that I wasn't telling them I was a birth photographer because I cared too much about what they thought about me. So now when I tell people I'm a birth photographer, it's spreading the word about birth photography and it gives me the chance to explain how awesome and unique it is. And who knows, maybe that person that I said that to never considered it and will hire a birth photographer and not have the same regrets that I did not hiring one. And all of that could happen because I stopped caring about what people think about me and my choices. Pretty powerful, right? I think so. The next mistake I made the first year in my business won't be a surprise if you've ever listened to this show. But man, I wish that I'd niched down uncomfortably small the first year in my business. When I first started out, I literally photographed anything and everything. And maybe you've done the same thing. And there's a point early on when you're figuring out what you want to specialize in that that works, right? But there also comes a point where you know what you want to do and you're scared to do it because you're afraid of turning people away. If you have questions about niching down, I want you to check out episode 80 of the podcast called How to Target Your Ideal Client on Social Media. So the uncomfortably small piece of this um, statement, like niche down, uncomfortably small, that wording is important, uncomfortably small, because it's easy to say like, oh, I'm a motherhood photographer, I'm niche down. Or, oh, I'm a wedding photographer, I'm niche down. And I would argue that those aren't as niched as they could be to be super profitable, There's another spin I want to offer if you're like rolling your eyes that I'm talking about niching down again. Like what if your niche was the Christian photographer who isn't shy about her faith? Or what if your niche is the emotive photographer who photographs families without doing any posing? Or what if your niche is high-end maternity portraits that are studio and high fashion and super styled? Your niche is something that you're known for, okay? So don't use those examples as like a loophole to go super general on me, okay? I want you to get uncomfortably niched down so that you can stand out and get paid well to do the work that you love. The next thing I wish I'd done the first year in my business was use a CRM and stuck with it. So what is a CRM? CRM is Client Relationship management. Basically, it's just a way to keep all of your emails and contracts and invoices in one place. And I use a company called HoneyBook, but there are a lot of options out there. And I wish that I had picked one and stuck with it because I can't tell you how long embarrassingly I used physical pieces of paper for my contract and had people like physically signing it and used PayPal to send invoices. It was a mess to keep up with. And I was super unorganized for like way too long. And the reason I did that is because I thought doing something different would be really complicated to set up. When I finally chose a CRM, which was HoneyBook, it was kind of complicated to set up. So then I jumped to a different one and then I jumped to a different one and I kept bouncing around because I thought I was missing something. Like I thought it shouldn't be this hard to set up. Maybe you can relate to that. The truth is, and the truth that I discovered much later in business is it just takes time to set up especially when you don't have your workflows already established. But man, once I set it up, it has made everything in our client process so much easier. And it made it easier later in my business to bring on a customer service person onto my team because it was already set up and ready for her to go and ready for her to step into. If you're a photographer just starting out or if you've been in business for a while but are ready to make improvements to your business, pick one or two of these mistakes and improve it for yourself and your business. Remember, you're not going to get better or book more clients simply by listening to this and never implementing anything from it. You have to take action. If you want more help, make sure to check out my free marketing training happening live on April 13th and 14th, and it is all about my three-step marketing method to get you fully booked without discounting your prices. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit subscribe wherever you're listening, and thank you so much for leaving the show a review on iTunes. I read each and every one, and it helps this podcast reach more people, so thank you. And my friend, if you have a passion, like I said, it is not an accident. Not everyone loves the thing that you love. So whatever your passion is, it's there for a reason. And I hope that you get out there and put your passion on blast so you can serve people who need you. Have a great week.